cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to Wedding Central. And today we're talking invitations, inviting your guests and all the stationery involved in a wedding. And we've got Brad from The Crazy Lemon. Hello. 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 And Tommy. Nice to have you back. (laughs) Nice to have you back. It's (laughs) it's quite interesting. I think if you had to see us in studio, we're all like, it's wedding season. And it's like, (laughs) takes a toll. Mm. Right. Let's get into it. First things first. Bradley, tell us, uh, well, first off, tell us about the crazy lemon. Tell us a little bit about the crazy lemon. The crazy lemon, the the main focus of us, we have a laser machine. Right. So we like to produce everything with a laser touch at some point or another, whether it's invitations, your save the dates, um, right down to your thank you gifts if necessary. Um, we do do other graphic design well at work as well, all all forms of wedding stationery from your save the date, electronic and printed, all the way down to some wedding websites. Yeah, we- I see t shirts. You've got some t shirts, I know, gifting, for the bride. Yes. Gifting. gifting has just come in. So we just started with gifting. So gifting for the brides and grooms, the groomsmen, best man, bridesmaids, mm. right across the board. We've, yeah, sublimation um, and printing on t shirts. So, in other words, you're all a little bit crazy. (laughs) People ask why we're known as the crazy lemon. It's because we offer 774 things. (laughs) (laughs) Craziness. Let's get into invitations in particular. Kylie, jump in here. Um, What do you think in particular people are doing wrong when it comes to invitations? Like, what's the common error? Is it timing? Is it content? Like, what do you think is the most common like, I think error that, thinking, that people are doing wrong? I think there's a few elements that you need to take into consideration. You know, um, obviously, if you are trying to cut down on guest numbers, I would suggest send your save the dates out later. Some 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 people are sending their save the dates out way too early, mm. and that is giving people enough time um, to plan and to keep it in their diary. So if you are wanting to cut down on numbers for the wedding, I would suggest maybe not even send save the dates out, rather to, or send them out quite late, yeah. um, so that then there are those who may have already um, made prior arrangements. Or I would suggest maybe send the the save the dates out to the very very important people like your family um, that you really want to be there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what is what is considered too late and what is considered too early? Like well, if if it's what it's what it's October now. Mm. I'm getting married in December. If I send out save the dates this week, is that considered? Okay, well, average, it depends too on late, what so type of wedding you're having. Right. Um, I think if you the in the African culture things are tended they they tend to leave it a little bit later, um, because and we all know too well about that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> but um, invitations. If your if your wedding is in December, your invitation should have gone out already. Mm. Um, Save the date should have maybe gone out, um, May, January. You know, it just, they could have gone out at the beginning of the year, actually, because especially for December, um, people People are planning their holidays. 100%. If you are getting married around about the 16th, 15th, 16th of December, it's crazy. People are already leaving for holiday. The suppliers are already also booked as well. Um, so save the dates should be for, especially for a December wedding, send them out, um, early so that people don't plan their, their holidays before you've sent your wedding invitations out. Even if it's a destination wedding, people need to book accommodation right travel even if it's in peak season right yeah. right and and that's the thing i always say to my clients you know if you if you're going to get married over any holiday se- season or over any kind of sports tournament where you think some of your guests might want to go to that particular mm. tournament or whatever the case is 
send out the information early enough so that people can plan their lives kind of around yeah. that. Mm. Um, and it, 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 you know, a lot of people forget or the couples forget that it's, it's quite expensive to, to be a guest at a wedding. You've got to buy mm. a present. You've got to do all the transportation. Right. If you're having to buy flats, you know, a lot of the, the Joburg people are wanting to get married in Cape, Cape Town, Town because they're all tired of our, our venues. Right. Um, you've got to, you know, if you're getting married in, in Cape Town, there's, there's this, the Kalula and Mango and right. one time, what, not one time's not no longer, huh? SA Fair or Yeah, Safi, yeah. that's it. They've got specials that's running. So, you know, yeah. let your guests know about those things um, mm. and let them save money to, to be there. Yeah, I always say the further away your wedding is from where you are, um, the more expensive it becomes for your guests. So you mm. just need to consider yeah. that. Let's talk about what goes into the actual invitation in terms of like wording and content. What do you suggest people put on and what do you suggest is unnecessary? Like, for example, for me, my uh, pet peeve, Photos on an invitation. Oh, Jesus. I just. <laughs> Some people do that because just, they, they maybe do that on their save the date. Yeah. That's quite a nice save one to do. Save the date is fine. But That's also fine. you find it on like invitations and they have like their monogram. and I'm On just their like, menus, oh on their programs. God. We know who's getting married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't do that. But what else do you think in terms of information? What do you think should be on your invitation? Well, the best point to start off with is. Remember to keep it simple. Mm. So you need your basic information, your, obviously the dates, the, um, your venue, the time the wedding starts. So what time your guests should be arriving, mm-hmm. not what time your ceremony starts. You need, um, RSVP date and the correct contact details of how they're going to mm. RSVP. Other things in terms of digital and web, wedding websites. All the other information can go on there. That's mm. generally what people are doing mm. now. But keep it as simple as possible. Mm. Right. And it's very important to discuss with family who is actually inviting the guests. Are your parents inviting the guests no. to the wedding? Right. If you are paying for the wedding, then it would be that you as the couple are inviting inviting mm. the, the guests. And so that's something you've got to sit down as a family and discuss. Yeah. Who is cordially, cordially inviting yeah. um, the guests to the wedding? Um, and another thing that I think is very important when it comes to the RSVPs, um, obviously put your RSVP date on and maybe rather an email address as opposed to a phone number mm. because, you know, the the first thing people will do is pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm coming and yeah. you may be out on the road. Or and in the middle of pick and pay. Yes, or like you might not you know, be right in front of the list right then and there. So it's great to to be yeah. able to, maybe you want to you start an email address just for wedding stuff, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that it can all be directed to one one channel. 100%. Um, with, you know, just to, just to break down what you were saying there, Kylie, do you find it is a really contentious issue for people in terms of who invites who? What Kylie was meaning when she said cordially inviting on the actual invitation, does it say so and so? Daughter of so and so is, you know, mm. and son of, yeah. or is it just like John and Jane? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you've just got to, you've, you can do, there's a lot of um, wording out there on mm. the, on the internet. And I think it's just about discussing this upfront before you go to print, um, and making sure that your, your, ha- your parents are happy with it. Mm. Um, the, the, both sides, both families are happy. Um, there, there sometimes are three sets of invitation wording going out. It could be from the bride and the groom yeah. inviting their friends. 
friends. It mm. could be from the mother and father of the bride inviting, inviting their, their friends. friends and then vice versa with the, the groom's family. So it just, it really just depends on, on you and your family. Yeah. What do you think is on trend right now in terms of invitation? Are people definitely going more? And I know, Kylie, you have a strong feeling Very about this. About <laughs> <laughs> are people going more digital or do you think people are sticking to like the hard copies, etc.? Like what, what is your feel and, and, and what do you think is on trend? Maybe let's start with Brad with the trends and then I'll come to you, Kylie, with your opinion. From the way things have been going on with us, we've noticed a lot of, a lot of couples have already either got their digital invitations because mm. there's so many um, avenues available on the internet or having them developed either websites or digital PDF invitations as emailers that are sent out. Others actually are going as far as WhatsApping their invitation. Oh my. Mm. Oh my. That is the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a bit strange. <laughs> Very strong. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm like, <laughs> trust me, I'm aware. <laughs> the benefit of digital though, it is a lot cheaper. Yeah. So you can manage it yourself. You can most of the time sit and design. So you cut a lot of that cost out. Mm. But nine out of ten times, the couple do want at least maybe max 30 to 50 invitations. Mm. They go the to the, the older yeah. generation that like to keep it. And it's a memory, you know, memory thing. And I try and sell as many as I can to my clients. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... Yeah, that's generally yeah. from 120 invitations and now gone down to 30. Yeah. Highly. And then I think you also find that couples will do the online and the websites and things like that. And then they still do need the paper um, menus and seating oh, yeah. cards and, yeah. you know, your seating plan and that type of thing. Um like you mentioned, I'm quite, I've got quite a strong opinion about it. And, you know, my thing is all the important things in your life are documented on paper and, uh, your birth certificate, your marriage certificate, your degrees and mm. your diplomas and whatever else like that. And w- this is one of the most important days of your life. And why would you put it digital? I, I just, yes, I understand it could be a budget costing thing, but it's, it's an important milestone in your life. Why not have that piece of paper? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I disagree. <laughs> I know you disagree. I do find it. It also sets the tone for the wedding. Um, I mean, I do deal with a lot of high end weddings and I just think it, it does in, it does add a little bit of a, um, a cheaper element to it. It could make you look a little bit more budget oriented. <laughs> See, I, I disagree completely. I've done weddings that are over a million rand and they've done digital weddings and the clients have gotten there and it's been amazing. Okay. So until me, like you deal predominantly, well, a lot of your weddings African. are African weddings. My African clients, I tend to say to them, don't do email invitations because of the fact that it can just be forwarded on yeah. to whoever. And 100%. if they're worried about um, numbers and things like that, what's your opinion on that? Um, for me, I'm, for me, I'm, it's, for me, it's all about honesty. You know, with my African clients, I always say, you know, plus minus what what, how many people are going to be coming to your wedding? And I always say, let's rather be realistic than idealistic. So if, uh, you know, if an African client says to me, oh, I'm going to do an African wedding for a hundred people, I say, whoa, whoa, stop the train. <laughs> Hold on. Let's be serious. What, what realistically are we expecting? Because it usually is numbers of 300, 400, 500. Yeah. I, 500 upwards Mm. so with me i'd rather plan realistically whether the invite gets forwarded or not let's plan to make sure that that many people can have food that many can enjoy themselves what happens if you budget for 500 people and only like 200 rock up it has never happened i don't think that you show me when it happens oh my god i'm looking forward to this weekend (laughs) 
they're going to come in their numbers. <laughs> yeah, it has never happened. They've never overcompensated. There's never been buckets and buckets and buckets of food left over. It's never, it's never been that. I think kind we of should situation. do a dedicated podcast to traditional um, weddings. traditional weddings because I'm experiencing one at the moment, and apparently there's you're quite ready to shave your head. Yes. <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> right, let's, yeah. let's get back to it. Um, I wanted to find out in terms of other stationery. So, yes, of course, the invitation is where it all starts when it comes to weddings. But here I am. I've got a few extra rands in my kitty. What else can I spend money on if I wanted to specifically focus on stationery? I've maxed out on my decor and furniture yeah, and everything say, who, else. Whoever has extra money when yeah. they're <laughs> This is a bit like mm-hmm. dreamland. And you but know, that's, and, and it, is, it is an element. Brad struggles with it quite often yeah. is that, uh, you know, the, the clients it's do come high on the priority list. And it's not yeah. high on the priority list, but then they need to do seating plan and menus. And from a decor perspective, sometimes we'll have clients that decide to do this on their own mm. and then come last minute. And as a planner or the decor person, we end up having to stick and pluck and, yeah. you know, and it can change the whole look and feel to that table. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I do. You suggest that uh, yeah. People the thing do is, it, 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 it is sad that it is um, it is something that people don't see as a priority. But at mm. the end of the day, I feel like there's some items that are non-negotiable. Like we definitely have to have some particular items. Brad, mm. take us through what items would you suggest your client has as part of their wedding stationery? So yes, there's invitations, but what else comes after that? Yeah. So on the day, what you would what I always um, suggest is. A menu, obviously. So whether it is a large board that is positioned somewhere for Mm. everybody to see, it's good to see what's on the menu. Also because somebody might have allergic reaction to Mm. something. Somebody Mm. might be on diet that week that wants to avoid a certain thing. You never know. They like to be prepared. They also like to know. It's like going into a restaurant and just being served food. You like to know what you're eating (laughs) and what you've been served. Yeah, I get it. So menu is a good one. Whether you do per table or per person, that's completely up to Mm. you. But it's good to at least put something on the table for your guests to see. Right. Um. Program, people like to know what time they should be expecting to eat. And because if you leave them in the dust, they have no idea what time you're coming mm. back from photos, where this is happening, what's going on now. What's the next thing happening? Yeah, because that's so true. That's I, so true. I know a lot of people yeah. in the older generation, they wait until like. Mm. Mains and then first dance and they're out of there. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And it's something if you think about it, Tommy. When do we ever, ever, ever actually tell the guest at this time this will be done? Yeah. It's something maybe we should consider because yeah. look at all the like the parents and the older generation will be like, ah, oh, this bloody photographer is taking forever. forever. Yeah, and not realizing if we had just told them, yeah, then they actually mentally prepare themselves and then they would be relaxed and stuff. Mm. Um, I usually, I've, I've usually now started. It's not necessarily a sign, but I asked. They actually asked the MC. To, to make an announcement, okay. you know, when they t- when they telling people where the bathrooms are, that food's going to be served, where they can put their gifts, and I say, please let them know that the reception's going to start at quarter past mm-hmm. six or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, so that somebody knows that okay, it's going to be an hour and a half, I must just relax. There's, there's nothing that we can do to make it. And go you're not going to miss anything. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. And 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 I totally agree with what Brad was saying in terms of program. Mm. It's annoying to not know what's going to happen next. When are we eating? When can I take a smoke? When I mean, I mm. don't smoke, but that's what's my yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, people want to know what the next step is when is the end of this program when is dancing time it's very important um and then um another thing that i know you meant i don't know if you've mentioned it yet have you finished right yes what other elements <laughs> i'm well, trying to wait for him <laughs> the only other thing that i could say is like a seating plan is a definite thing right whether you are going the liberal route and being like let them choose where they want to sit you still need a 
to place your people somewhere. So mm. important. Mm. So important. So that's a definite thing. So think it's a, a, I yeah. don't know how or what the best place or the best way to do it, but a seating plan is definitely mm. 100%, a must. 100%. 100%. I always even say to my clients, even if you're not going to do name cards, mm. definitely do a seating mm. chart. You know, even for African weddings, and I know people say, oh, it's impossible to do seating charts for African weddings. It's not really. No. You can do as vague as it comes. You yeah. can say, you know, Shabalala family that exactly. side and yeah. this family that side and friend of the groom that, mm. just so that people know because otherwise you end up with havoc and people, and obviously, especially because African weddings, you have all this additional, mm. Mm. all these additional guests. People end up sitting where they're not supposed, and now you end up. Hi, excuse me, yeah. sorry. I, there's nothing worse than moving someone from a seat. And just on, in terms of seating plans, I think it's a it's a big thing that it stresses brides out the last week before the wedding. Mm. Um, yes, you are as a couple going to have to do that seating plan last minute because yeah. they are going to have changes. Somebody's going to fall sick. Somebody's going to have a baby when they weren't expecting to have it. Mm. Um, it's going to happen. And I always say to the couples, you know what? If your seating plan changes, if it's, if their names are on the list and they now no longer are going to be there, just leave it. Yeah. Don't take it off. Just wor- don't worry about it. Just let your, your decor specialist or your planner know that that particular table is now mm. eight instead of 10. Yeah. They're not, your guests are not even going to realize that there's, there's somebody missing. missing. And something also very important is, um, your spelling of your names. Mm. People get very offended if your, the names are not spelled correctly. So that comes down to when you're inviting your guests, when you are seating so them, true. where you're putting name cards. Yeah. Um, please make sure that your, your names are spelled correctly. But even, you know, further than the names, it's the titles. You know, I, I did a mm. wedding where I had like majority doctors and, and I, I think the, the one was a doctor and the one was studying law. So the one side was like judges, advocates, that kind of thing. Mm. And then the one side was doctors and people become very particular yeah. about their titles. Mm. Like you have to have the right titles, you know, doctor so and so and advocate so and so. Yeah. Um, in terms of <laughs> trends of, of seating charts, what is happening out there? Because seating charts are becoming very much like a focal point where I'm finding a lot of my clients are quite happy to spend a bit of money mm. on the seating chart. What do you find are trends in terms of seating charts currently? Well, what I've seen is it all really depends on the, the, the theme and the styling mm. of the, the entire wedding. Because yeah. you're not going to have this random seating plan that <laughs> does not fit the rest. Mm. Um, at the moment, what we've noticed is using mirrors a lot. Yeah. So it's either putting the vinyl stickers of mm-hmm. the name on a mirror mm. or engraving as what mm-hmm. we do is we engrave onto the mirror um then it's that she decorated with flowers around and it's really like you said mm. it's made a focal point mm. um other ways is that you do two smaller ones it's just printed printed boards mm-hmm. but it's, it's really designed beautifully mm. which yeah. is if anything can be framed and used in the house it's not a roll up and it's over yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day it's basically your entrance to your reception right so you know whether you are positioning it at the pre-reception area um and Creating a little bit of a vibe around finding your name. Mm. I mean, you can put it on ladders, on pegs, and hang them in trees, and yeah. find them on your bottle, or you know that also in terms of doing things, things like that. That can be a logistical nightmare no, when you yeah. have, say, two hundred guests yes. trying to find their name on a bottle or a straw. Yeah. Um, think about that. Yeah. You know, you, you have to position them accordingly. Are you going to position them alphabetical, alphabetical order, order or, or per table? But mm. how do they know they're seated at table ten? They could start from table one, and now I have to walk work yeah. their way through. Yeah. Um so you can get very creative with that and it may be a way of um taking up some of the time between right. ceremony and reception. Mm. Yes, in terms of entertainment. I mean yeah. you have those clients that do those you, um 
Polaroid photos and they literally print them out and you're supposed to exchange your name card and your name card has your information and you can hang it there. And I mean, it does, it can form some kind of entertainment in terms of keeping guests. And it also makes it almost, um, an obligation, like you have to, like, because I need to find out where I'm going to sit. If you, if you are going to put your seating plan outside and you're hanging it or you're putting it in trees or doing something around that, please, in the summer months, just make sure you've got a copy of it. Yeah. Just in case the sun, uh, not the sun, the rain, (laughs) the rain. That's you come, you know, all the, the heavens open yeah. and, uh, we hope destroy the heavens open yeah. because yeah. we need some rain. Um, but destroy it. Yeah. And th- the last thing people think of is find the, the seating charts. <laughs> you know, they, they're thinking about their do and, you know, yeah. so make sure you've got a copy of it just for in case. 100%. What are lead times or what's the latest that I can actually, I'm the worst to ask this. I'm sure all my suppliers are like, you! <laughs> Last minute when it's Tombi's class. <laughs> but what is generally, generally the best kind of time frame to give um, a stationer in terms of getting something done? Here I am. I want my seating chart done. I'm waiting for the last couple of changes. Can I give it to you on Monday for a Saturday wedding? Like what's realistic? Well, with a seating plan, if I meet a client now and they like what you said earlier, your wedding's in December. I will tell them that I expect their seating plan at least two weeks before, mm. and then I I, I wait because mm. I know, like it recently happened, I was about to go ahead with it, and the groom phoned and said, bridesmaid and the bride have had a fight, she's out of the wedding, Oy. it needs to change. Yeah. And it was the last minute, okay, fine, we can change it, but this is final, and then I always yeah. let my guests, my clients know, I'm going with this, oh, this is it. Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes we, um, you know, having Crazy Lemon right by us, we, we're able to do it on the Thursday or the Friday. But generally, a lot of the stationers are actually requesting those seating plans two to three weeks in advance. And that yeah. can be challenging. Yeah. Um, because the stationers are really, really busy. They yeah. do have to ha- put their, put their deadlines. And I mean, your RSVPs are supposed to be in about three, four weeks prior to the yeah, wedding because you're going to have to start having final yeah. meetings and things like that. Um, so, you know, you've just got to time and and actually work on your schedule. Yeah, I think it's also very important for for brides and anybody else who's involved in a wedding to understand that just because you hand it into somebody doesn't mean that they can automatically like load it and go. Mm. They need to like retype, design an element. You need to sign off. You need to check for all the spelling errors, that kind of thing. Make any changes that you want to make. Then do the final sign off. Then only production. Usually production takes seven to ten working days. And that's the two weeks that they need to actually do something. So you just need to consider the entire cycle. It's not just pick up and go. And chances are as much as, you know, they value you as their client, you're not the only client. Yeah. And I mean, stationery is not for money. Mm-hmm. It's for love. Mm. Um, a lot of brides will say, oh my gosh, like 50 rand or 100 rand for an invitation. My God, you know how long it takes to make mm. one. And for those who have maybe, who are listening, who have decided to do their own invites, the amount of times we've had clients come and say, you know what? We decided Excellent. to do this DIY, but <laughs> no thank you. And they really would have paid double of what we had originally quoted. Um, stationery is for love and not necessary yeah. for money. It is very hard work. It's law. Oh, it's and very to, tedious. The problem is it's and tedious. Cro- yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's check, cross check, double check. You know, you, mm. you're always constantly sticking. Your lines need to be straight because you can see immediately when something, it looks very, um, 
elementary yeah. when yes. you when you do it yourself. Do you know what I mean? There's no other way to put it. You know, you see it at a wedding, and I'm just like, oh, and like Carly's eye always yeah. like oh. <laughs> with your lines and stuff. <laughs> but then, what is something that pushes up the price of? Like, let's say. Um, maybe I don't want to spend a lot on my stationery and I want to go for basic, basic. What is something that would automatically make my price go from here to here? Like what pushes up, uh, stationery prices? Well, firstly, it's just the to start off. It's content. Okay. If you're going to, like I say, keep it simple, it's going to keep your cost down. But if you're going to add a separate card for your accommodation, a separate card mm-hmm. for your directions, a separate card, it's printing cost, design cost. It's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's one element that will put it mm-hmm. down. Okay. Put it up. I would suggest putting a separate card in for directions mm-hmm. um, because they don't want to really bring the whole invitation. They just want to bring the directions. So that is quite a – and you don't really want to put directions on the same invite. So, yes, it pushes up your cost, but I would suggest it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, well, other things that could look at your foiling and oh yeah well then then it comes to the actual styling of the invitation so um laser cutting it's the more more detail that you put in mm. the the more expensive it's going to be right. a simple laser cut can be really effective and really beautiful you don't have to laser cut your entire invitation into right. tiny pieces mm. um but some clients do want that and that's where the cost is going to come um then your foiling and your finishing. Right. Foiling isn't a cheap thing it, it does take yeah. a lot of effort and a lot of to yeah. to get it perfect and you're gonna like your stationery is going to throw away at least four or five versions mm, because yeah, it's just not working. Yeah, yeah. And things like letterpress and your um and your um your actual pressing mm. um that also adds so that's to basically your... when there's um in, like your letters are embossed. Yes. yes, that's that's what they mean. And they say we must yeah. speak in people language, guys. People, <laughs> people language. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're like going to line your invitations with special lining because yeah. right. you you want to add to it your different envelopes, the the, the weight of your invitations can mm. also push your costs up, especially mm. when it comes to postage. If you're going to rely on the postage system, and um, certain papers are very expensive. Right, they they may look pretty, but they are extremely expensive and like the simple thing you wouldn't even think about it but lining an envelope right that's extra paper that you never actually thought about buying mm. it's the cutting of the exact size and making mm. sure it fits and folds mm. it's yeah. that's it does look pretty but that's where your cost comes yeah, from yeah that's where all the detail comes in um and also i think there's also the embellishments you know it depends yeah. on what your embellishments are and, and, no, and where you want crystals to and yeah. all of that type of thing your ribbon and mm. bows and mm. and also if you're going to put your if you're going to put bows on your invites then you're going to put them into um envelopes, envelopes. So you squash the bow yeah. and then when you've got Sometimes to think about how even. do they actually how does that envelope open and what does it look like once they've opened it so yeah the, the, it can be quite interesting when you're starting looking at all the styling of your of your invites and unity candles. Do unity candles traditionally fall under stationery or is it something that people do with their like church or marriage officer? Could we possibly order unity candles or unity sand or what are options in that sense from a stationer? I think where it comes from all depends on the the religion mm. of the like I do mm. with an, I know with the Catholic um, wedding, the church generally does it for right. them. It falls in it and mm. they like doing it because they're pastor and they and, and, mm. But we we do offer the service for the non-religious um, weddings and you know and unity set and unity candles mm. both alike. Okay. Um, and that just for those who don't know what a unity mm. candle and unity stand is, um, I mean, we will do we'll do a lot of these candles and uh, 
it's it's a side of the 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 families coming together mm. and the moms tend to not have much involvement on the day of the wedding you think about it the dad is walking the the bride down the aisle the dad is saying a speech but the mother of the bride really doesn't have much involvement and she can feel a little bit out mm. um so it's a nice way of getting the moms involved in the wedding mm. um so they would come up light the candles and then um then the bride and groom would light the the main candle and it's a sign of the unity of the families mm. Okay. No, cool. Um, is there anything else we could possibly talk about about stationery? I think the list is kind of endless. Like, I would love to go into the whole thing about getting guest lists together and when to actually, when is the right time to send invitations? Yes, I know we spoke about timing, mm. uh, beforehand, but let's say I'm not worried about guests. Maybe I don't have a big circle of friends, mm. not big families. When is the right time to send invitations? It's about two to four months in, in advance. Two yeah. months. It also Two. depends on where you it like on your, your RSVP, guest. your numbers have to be in, and mm. you work backwards from there. Mm. Right. And it depends if you're doing save the dates. If you've done save the dates, mm. you can wait a while to send them, send them out because yeah. they've already sa- they've saved that date. Yeah. Um, it's just the other information they need. Yeah. So it's just the actual, cause you always say, um, invitation to follow. Yeah. Um, and details to follow. So it mm. just depends. But anything from two to four to five months, the longer in advance you give your guests, um, the invitations, the more chance they have of forgetting your wedding. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause, you know, yes. life gets busy and they got life an invitation happens. five months ago. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, they put life it down happens. in the, on the, on the, on the, you know, like yeah. in the kitchen and it gets put in a pile of papers. Yeah. And then um, who do you suggest does the actual RSVP? Like for me, I know it's a service that I offer my clients in terms of planning and we offer to do the RSVP service just because it's easier for third parties saying, no, sorry, <laughs> the invitation is just for you. It's not for like eight people or whatever the case is. But who do you suggest does the RSVP for, for, for clients? From us, I would suggest that the client handles the RSVP themselves for that one thing, that aspect as well, is that they might be sending it only to that person, but that person has been told they can invite a guest, mm. but the other person hasn't. So rather yeah. they say, and they can reply back saying, are you going to bring yeah. so-and-so with right, whatever. Right. But in Toby, we know like if we're doing RSVP management, as long as we've got a detailed guest list that's the um, issue. and we know who has been invited with a partner, I mean, you know, both you and I get these these request to do these RSVP managements and it's like, oh, you know, and I don't think all the money in the world sometimes can be worth right, that right. RSVP It really does come down to the list. If your list is organized, it's fine. It's but, if fine. It, but if you're always adding three or four names every day, then it's yeah. just like, oh boy, yeah. here we go. And I mean, sometimes on the day on the day of the wedding, you get your RSVP, I'm coming. And you're like, um, <laughs> the wedding's already started. <laughs> so there's so much, I mean, there's lots of things you can start to think about when it comes to your wedding stationery, we will do. We, we will be doing a lot more when it comes to the podcast and giving advice and having uh, people come in and chat about it. Brad, thank you so much for for having. Well, for, for being, having for us. having. <laughs> us. I <laughs> should be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much uh, for for coming through from the cra- from the crazy eleven. It's been really fun having you in studio. I hope people that are li- listening have gotten a bit of information, and you know, you are putting your thoughts and your coins towards your stationery. Thanks so much. Keep up with the conversation on. Of with us with the Wedding Central on all social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Wedding Central SA. Thanks so much. Cliffcentral.com.